Oh boy. <laughs> that was an adventure at the worst possible time. That wasn't it. And nothing like technical difficulties right uh, before we start. <laughs> we're sitting there like frantically trying to figure out why I can't hear her and then I can hear her and then she can't hear me. And we're like, oh no. So freak out uh, right before we we're supposed to go live. Thank you all for your patience. Today <laughs> is <laughs> today is Wednesday. That means it is time for another episode of Money Hungry. Kim, how you doing? I am. I'm good. Despite technical difficulties, I'm good. I had a good week. How was How was your week? Uh, good. I got uh, sunburnt for the first time this year, which sucks. Uh, I was out of the park for a little while yesterday, and I got this like really awkward kind of farmer's tan. It's like it's I don't know how uh, I probably can't even see it, but like yeah, and it like does like this weird like linear curve thing. It super unfortunate looking, but. Uh, other than being a little burnt, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Hold on just for one second. Yeah. No, we've got uh, quite an interesting show. We are going to talk about tip theft. Posted a video about this today, so it's going to be good to actually elaborate on that a little further. Uh, we're going to talk about a extremely high uh, a driver who is extremely uh, well paid on DoorDash alone. Uh, making $114,000 a year. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, some unfortunate messaging on a receipt that an Uber Eats customer received and a bunch of other subjects. But Kim, before we get into that, got a sponsor. We have we a... We do. I am so excited because we have a great sponsorship with Zillow. So, hey, Zach, what is the most frustrating thing about gig work? Other than tip baiting, probably inconsistent earnings. Well, for me, it's when I missed my earnings goal and I feel like I picked the wrong hours to work. We're all familiar with the uncertainty that comes with not knowing exactly how much you're going to take home on a given day and feeling like you have to guess when is the best time to work. That's why we should all be using Solo today's sponsor of Money Hungry. Solo is a mobile app that aims to provide gig workers with more income stability by using real earnings data to predict the best days and times to work and putting those insights directly into your hands. Solo's smart schedule feature allows you to optimize your schedule and guarantee your earnings. Meaning if you don't make as much as Solo predicts, they'll pay you the difference. Here's how it works. After you download the Solo app and link your app-based platforms, build your optimal schedule using Solo Smart Schedule, use credits to guarantee your hours. One credit equals one hour and complete at least one trip to be eligible for that guarantee. Solo continues to lead the way in providing workers with tools that they need to maximize their income and optimize their time, guaranteeing over 10 million in workers' earnings. Solo's smart schedule and pay guarantee features are now available 
in all major U.S. metros, including New York City and L.A. Don't worry if you're not currently working in those areas. You can still experience the benefits of Solo through automatic mileage, income, and expense tracking that helps save you time and money when tax season comes around. Guarantee pay and experience why over 150,000 solopreneurs are using Solo to better manage their gig business by starting your 14-day free trial today. So thank you, Solo, for being such an amazing sponsor of Money Hungry. Thank you to Solo. And guys, uh, link is in the description. Definitely check them out. That is one thing that is extremely inconsistent, as we all know, uh, especially in the summer. So a uh, huge shout out to Solo for solving a common driver problem. Uh, Kim, before we get into our first talking point, uh, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but uh, you and I, uh, as well as Sergio, have a trip coming up. We do. I'm excited. <laughs> excited too. So we are going to be going to Denver the first week of August. Kim, why don't you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys haven't heard... GigCon, which is on August 4th, is going to be in Denver, Colorado, and so is, so is August 5th. It's going to be the Para Rodeo Roundtable Town Hall Summit in Denver, Colorado as well. So it's a weekend jam-packed of great information for drivers. You're going to see some of your favorite content creators. <laughs> you are going to... God, there's so many. There's free and stuff. And Sergio's going to be there. Sergio's going to be there. Um, you're going to get some free stuff um, during the town hall, which um, Zach and I are going to be a part of, along with Steve Rideshare Rodeo. You know, there's going to be politicians there. There's going to be media there. There's going to be union, anti-union. It really is just us getting together and really speaking about the future of the gig economy. So if you are watching Sergio's comment, um, I, I don't think so, Sergio, but we'll do a drink. Um, any hoots, um, I think it's going to be a fantastic time. So if you haven't signed up for it, if you're thinking about doing it, now's the time. It's going to be a fantastic weekend event um, that I can't wait to go and be a part of. So I think that's it's just really exciting news altogether. It's going to be a fantastic time. So if you're in the Denver area or close enough to make the trip, seriously, come out, learn some stuff meet some people it's going to be a good time so, so we have we have a jam-packed show tonight don't we yeah kind of and actually <laughs> you know what folks we want to do something a little different tonight we're gonna we're gonna take a page out of um a show me the money club's book and at a later part of the show we're going to post the Streamyard link so uh, we've got a segment coming up where we want audience participation on the show so if you're interested in coming on, stick around. We'll get to that a little later. So, Kim, how much do you think most DoorDash drivers earn in a calendar year on average, if you had to guess? God, I feel like it would vary based off of part-time, full-time. I think it would just completely vary. And also by area. So I feel like that's a really hard question to answer to be honest with you what percentage of drivers let me let me rephrase the question what percentage of drivers do you think earn six figures oh god i i would say a small percentage to be honest with you 
So let's introduce them to a gentleman named uh, Ronald Coleman. Uh, he is a 45-year-old driver from Honolulu, Hawaii, who raked in $114,000 last year delivering in paradise. So there's some interesting things in this that, and I wanted to talk to you about this, Kim, because you and I are not going to see eye to eye on this one. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> so uh, regardless, I want to get this out of the way. I will, I will concede to you right now that yes, he is killing it. He is making a shit ton of money. So we, we can't argue there. Okay. So this gentleman also happens to have a 70% acceptance rate. So that's, that's kind of, that's a little high. I think he could probably maybe do a little better, even potentially maybe 130,000 if he let that fall a little bit. I don't really agree with you on that one, but we'll, we'll, we'll agree. We always agree to disagree. It's going to so, depend, it's going to depend on your area. We're going to put it out that way. Cause I feel like that's our, our, our main point between the two of us. It's, it depends on your area. So. Here, here's something to consider, though. It's like you've talked about. I'm going to use your own words against you here. Yeah. You've talked about how in uh, in your market, Uber Eats is dead until you get to the summertime. Mm -hmm. So why is it that it picks up in summer? Uh, yeah, this year it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. am totally historically, <laughs> historically okay. it gets better during summer. Um, it's because I'm in a touristy area and I always say that it feels like people who come from other states that come to the Jersey shore, they bring Uber Eats along with them. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I usually see just in general, a huge influx of traffic and people in my area during the summer. So I have a theory about this. He's probably largely dealing with people who are on vacation. So yeah. for me personally, you know, if I'm going on vacation, I know that I'm going to spend a lot more money. So, you know, that'd be a time I tend to be a lot looser, you know, ordering DoorDash, Uber Eats. So, um, it, you know, it, it is clearly possible to still pull six figures in some markets. However, that guy really must hustle to make that happen. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, whoa. Um, but, and you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. When I watched, when I was reading the article, it doesn't tell you really how many hours he works per day. No. Did it? I, I didn't see it in no, there. It so I would be really curious per day how many hours he's working to achieve the $114,000. Yeah. Um, you know, he gave four tips on, you know, how to succeed and it's stuff we already know, you know, your market, you know, there was nothing, I'll be honest, there was nothing in there that I'm like, okay, that's a good point. Like it's everything that we kind of already know as drivers. Sure, the stuff we already teach. Yeah. Um, so there, there was something that I found particularly interesting though. Uh, so according to the data that I dug up, Drivers in Hawaii are averaging $15 and 66 cents an hour. So, I mean, this guy's obviously doing something different or he's putting in a ton of hours. So, I mean, cause making, you know, 15, $15 an hour, you're not going to come anywhere near six figures unless you're driving, you know, 15, 16 hours a day. Yeah. And one of the things, one of his, 
I, I one of his examples was he he saw he says he often sees like fifty dollar payouts and they you know and I think he said it was like a thirteen dollar order. So when mm -hmm. he says stuff like that, it makes me think like he's on the large order program. Like could there be. could be other factors sure. that kind of go into his salary. At least that's kind of what that or that would inflate his salary. I yeah. do agree with you. I think. A lot of it has to do with touristy type of things and people traveling um, just because I know when I travel, I, I I think everybody, hopefully a lot of people do this, like you throw caution to your wind. You're like, ah, my vacation, whatever it costs, let's yeah. do it. You know, yeah. at least that's what I do when I'm in Disney. Like there, to me, there's no price tag on having fun while you're there. You're just like, eh, whatever, it's just, it's just money. <laughs> and I think a lot of people feel that way so i think a lot of tips are inflated probably in quite this area. yeah probably a lot bigger i actually matter of fact i'd be curious to hear from drivers in let's say las vegas if i know most of them try to avoid the strip but i am curious if you were to take a driver who delivers on the strip and then one who delivers maybe four or five miles away who is actually seeing bigger orders are are the people who are staying on the strip you know tipping more it's that would be that, that'd be an question. interesting conversation. So, you know, I, I really do think a lot of this boils down to the market that he's in, and he clearly knows his market well, if he's making that much money. Yeah. The only other <laughs> thing, and I think we were talking about this the other day when we were, you know, going through the topics we're talking about tonight, is how much does it cost to... <laughs> <laughs> to live in Hawaii like I I would like to know the average I know it's I know it's expensive in it's Hawaii pricey. so you know is some of this based off of the cost of living in Hawaii as well just based off of how expensive Hawaii is uh, yeah I mean I hate to say it but I mean $114,000 a year in Hawaii when you factor in your expenses and then pay tax on it that might not actually be all that grand. I mean, it's still an impressive number to earn gross, but you know, when you're factoring in your cost of living and then your net income, you know, that that's where it might get a little depressing, but uh, I digress. We've actually put out feelers. Uh, we are trying to reach out to this gentleman to see if he'd be interested in coming on the show. Uh, so if he is, then, you know, we could hear it firsthand from him. Yeah, I would actually love to also just get a perspective from someone who lives in such a tourist type of area to really understand Hawaii. And not only that, but like, it, you know, Hawaii, I feel it's an island all on its own, right? So it'd yeah. be really interesting just to see the differences in the way they dash in Hawaii versus someone in New Jersey or someone in Washington. Like it's, it would be sure. definitely an interesting conversation to have. So I posted a video today that I caught a lot of flack about and we're about to do it again. We're about to do it again. Oh, Kim, does DoorDash steal tips? I, how do I tread with this lightly? Um, I'll, I can answer it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> the answer is no. They okay. do not. Not anymore, at least. I, That's not to say that tip theft does not happen on the platform, though. And that I, is the real issue. Yeah, as I say, I don't think that they personally steal tips any longer. I think that's the key word, any longer. Um, but I think there is 
a time where they actually <laughs> um, say that drivers are guaranteed all their tips. And I think that's their biggest thing to get new drivers in. And then like the article we're about ready to talk about, they there's like an there's an, there's a clause to that and it makes a lot of drivers very unhappy yeah so uh we came across the story of a dasher who delivered a 318 dollars catering order now when you pick up orders from time to time you'll see the receipt you know as you can see behind uh this guy's incredibly handsome face uh on the receipt this time you could see the amount that uh the customer tipped so it's interesting how that happens sometimes and not others so for those of you who are unaware of why you might occasionally see like a tip on the receipt or the customer's first and last name or um uh or get the unknown number of items message uh that's because that order was not actually placed through doordash that order originated on a third-party system so this guy delivers this 300 and something dollar order. And upon delivery, despite seeing that they tipped $76, this driver got paid eight bucks. How is that acceptable? It's not <laughs> whatsoever. And I would say that it hasn't happened to me, but it has, it has happened to me on DoorDash before. So I've seen orders pop up. There, there are restaurants in my market that do this. Uh, there's actually a few that do this in my market and they always come through as no tip. So it's like, eh, I find it a little suspicious that every single order that comes out of this place is a no tip order. So here is uh, essentially how this happens, folks. The restaurant gets an order placed through their, uh, or excuse me, yeah, the restaurant gets an order placed through their website or their app rather than the DoorDash platform. They then pay a fee to DoorDash to use some like backend system or like an API. And from there, a driver is dispatched to that restaurant. However, the restaurant is responsible for entering the relevant information, like the customer's first and last name, address, and, of course, a tip. So, when the order is placed through DoorDash, yes, we do get that. However, if it's placed through a third-party website or application, it's up in the air. They can do whatever they want with that tip. Yeah, and just also, if if you're not on the large order program, you guys might not know this, but when you see an $8 large order like this one, $8 is a base pay for a catering order. So just in case this ever comes across your phone and it comes across like catering order or anything like that, and it says $8, that is the base pay of a catering order. Never take a catering order that says $8. You are never going to get a tip out of it. Just FYI. So why do you think that DoorDash allows this? This is really fundamentally a flaw in their system. Um, I don't know whether they know how to stop it, to be honest with you, because if it's ordered through the website of whatever company it is, it's not technically ordered by DoorDash. It's actually ordered by the company, and then they dispatch a DoorDash driver to the location. I just think it's really misleading when DoorDash says drivers get to keep 100% of their tips, and when you see a receipt and you're supposed to get $76 and you get $0, like, to me, that's the misleading part because you're expecting $76 in this gentleman's case. 
Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to get into which places are known for doing that, but there are several large chains, unfortunately, that uh, participate in this kind of janky BS. So this particular driver, uh, you know, seeing, of course, that the customer tipped $76, he called DoorDash like, hey, uh, you know, the customer tipped 76 bucks. Where's my 76 freaking dollars? And essentially support told him, well, the restaurant didn't add the tip to the order. So he called the restaurant as the customer and they assured him that the tip went to the driver or in this case him. They just didn't know he was, you know, one of the same at that moment. Uh, so he ended up uh, going into this restaurant and speaking with somebody in uh, management there, which for the record, folks, you should never do that. That is a fantastic way to get yourself deactivated quick. But he did it anyway. He went in and they pulled the order back up and they saw that they accidentally forgot, accidentally forgot to add this guy's tip in. So uh, they told him that they couldn't go back and add it onto the app after the order's done, wrapped up. Uh, I have no problem believing that. So they ended up giving him two $50 Visa gift cards that he could spend anywhere. So instead of the, you know, 76 bucks, he ended up with a hundred. So in the end, he made out okay. But this is really kind of a cancer, in my opinion, on the DoorDash platform. Yeah, I agree. I actually really agree with that. But this really did happen to me. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant that it happened to me. This was two Christmases ago. And this was like right after like everything kind of started opening back up again. And this is when restaurants were like really short staffed and they get an order. And this is when soap totals were you can read them and you saw, and it was $600 catering order. And I'm like, score. And they were short staffed and I had waited and you're not going to give up a $600 order. So I waited, I waited, I think it was like 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes because like, it was like one of those ones where they, they ordered individual like sandwich boxes. So I waited Finally, they actually, this restaurant does give you a receipt and at the bottom, it does say tip and the tip amount. And this time it was $20. I'll be honest. I'm like $20 for like the 30 minute wait and a $600 order, but whatever, I'll get it done. And I got to delivery and the tip was $5. Yeah. So I've had something similar happen. Uh, I don't, Mine was on Uber Eats, though, and I don't think that they stole the tip. I think it was just a really cheap customer. They ordered something like five or six hundred bucks worth of pizzas and tipped five bucks. So, yeah. you know, it, it, I think sometimes some drivers have the wrong idea that maybe part of their tip money was stolen when in actuality it was the, the customer being cheap. But the real problem is with these third-party restaurants who have the ability to go in and uh, manually enter the tip themselves. Yeah, i I haven't have ha I haven't had this happen since that time. So this is a very popular chain that I went to. So I don't know whether they corrected it or they got in trouble because they were known for doing this for so many years. So I don't know whether DoorDash did something though in their system that because so many drivers complained about it i haven't seen it happen since then and i do catering orders with them twice maybe three times a week so i don't know whether it got corrected and 
you know, DoorDash is starting to figure out ways to correct it. I'm not sure, but somebody got fired. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> so always check your receipts. If you pick up a third party order or an order that was placed in the third party system and there's a receipt there with transaction details, take a look at it. It might just have the customer tip on there. So you can match that up with the number that's in the app. And then if they don't match, boycott that restaurant. Call support. Be like, I demand the rest of my money. Well, hey, I've gotten, I'll say smart <laughs> um, on catering orders because a lot of times when you do catering orders on DoorDash, um, you get to know your restaurants and most of them do give you a receipt with the tip on the thing. So as soon as mm -hmm. I walk in, I go, hi, do you have the receipt ready? <laughs> and I actually look at the receipt before I even say, um, like I say I yeah. arrived. So that way, if, you know, I want to cancel the order um, based off of what it actually is, I, I actually can. So I've actually learned what restaurants actually put the tips on the receipt to be a little mm. bit more smart when taking some of these orders you're not sure about. It's very, very wise. And so, it's again, only, just to clarify, it's only on catering orders. It's not on every DoorDash order, only on catering orders. Well, it doesn't all, well, to clarify your clarification, it doesn't <laughs> always need to be a catering order for you to see the receipt. No. Um, yeah. Okay. So always check your receipts because sometimes they might insult you. <laughs> I just might. <laughs> so uh, this poor lady ordered through Uber Eats uh, <laughs> and the menu didn't match up. So uh, she got her order delivered. And after looking at the receipt, she realized uh, it said bitch. And then it said her name down below. Uh, Jenny from the looks of it. And then Uber. So <laughs> I found this to be pretty interesting, Kim. Uh, essentially what happened here was it, it sounds like it was probably a virtual restaurant, but they had filters in place where they couldn't add the actual name of the restaurant or the, um, the item. So she had called the restaurant because she was thinking she had offended somebody or done something wrong. And they're like mortified. They're like, Oh my God, no, we're sorry. They're like, Uber just won't let us put the word bitch and burger. So it comes up as a different name on the Uber app, but on our menu, it's a bitchin' burger. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, that's kind of a fairly big discrepancy, though. I mean, like, I would be, like, I'd be pissed if I got a receipt that said, like, asshole or something, you know? Like, An like asshole nobody, burger? <laughs> yeah, the asshole burger, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know what? I mean, it's, it's kind of a fail on really on Uber's part. Like, let them name their items, what they're, you know, like, I'm not going to order from something that I find offensive. So well, there's two things I actually I found endearing, but I also kind of found interesting. Do you really look at the receipt that comes in your bag when you order an Uber Eats order cuts or DoorDash order? Probably I not. I'm like, I just tear up in the bag and just want to start eating my food. I don't look at the receipt. Now, if now if it said something like something like bitch or asshole or something like that, I I probably would catch my eye like, what's this? But no, typically I wouldn't. Uh, Second uh, wouldn't thing, would you actually call the restaurant and say, hey, why does my receipt say bitch on it? <laughs> I don't think I would uh, do that. 
Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. That depends. Like, if I ever wanted to eat there again, probably not. But if I was like traveling or something like, what the f, man? You know. But I, I the might. thing is, she didn't say like, "What the heck is up with this?" She's just like, "Did I do anything wrong?" <laughs> like that was her response. <laughs> like, "Did I do anything wrong? Why was I called this on the receipt?" <laughs> Which I find endearing. <laughs> yeah. So this is the part where we wanted to invite you guys on and discuss uh, some restaurants that you have blacklisted and why. So, uh, Kim, if you want to drop that link in, I can uh, I can. uh, Oh, real quick, uh, though, if you are going to uh, come on the show, we ask that you uh, avoid anything racist, sexist, homophobic um, or anything like extremely politically charged so uh with the exception of uh, offensive or offensive yeah just generally offensive so you know with the exception of like some minor language like i use let's try to keep it somewhat family friendly so if we can get that link uh actually you know what kim i can probably drop in here too no i got it she got it it's taking a little while so okay so if you guys want to uh pop in uh you're welcome to do so kim do you mind if i start this one i i've Mm. I've got a couple of experiences that I am still salty about. (laughs) So I am going to avoid uh, saying the name on both of these because they are both mom and pop restaurants and I'm not trying to hurt their livelihood. Uh, There is a Mexican restaurant in my market that has a horrible habit of not including all of the entrees. So two summers back, I think it was, I was delivering for Grubhub and the customer ordered two of the same entrees. So I show up and they're the, you know, the plastic bag or whatever. And I only see one of the little styrofoam to go things. So I'm like, so I check, you know, I check with the, uh, restaurant staff and I'm like, Hey, they ordered two. There's one in here. And the lady's like, no, 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 it's all there. Trust me. I'm like, I kind of don't, but okay. Like I brought it to her attention. And, uh, so against my better judgment, I'm like, well, maybe they put both entrees in the same you know, same styrofoam container. I don't know what the restaurant's notes said. So against my better judgment, I scurry out the door and continue on my merry way, get it delivered. And unfortunately, I was right to be suspicious because I get a call five minutes later from the customer saying, hey, I only got half the order. So a customer went on to tell me that they had originally called the restaurant who proceeded to throw me under the bus. They said that the driver didn't pick up the whole order. And I was so freaking mad because I had explicitly asked the owner where the rest of it was. And then they threw me into the bus. So uh, that was the last time I ever went to that restaurant. Uh, There's another restaurant uh, in my market that I refuse to go to uh, because the owner tried to give me an exorcism. What? (laughs) So... Uh, in the off chance that any of you guys are in my market, you're probably going to know which restaurant I'm talking about. Please do not say the name of it. Uh, there is a gentleman here who is very religious, who owns a restaurant. And I mean, the place is just filled with like Bibles, religious literature and stuff like that. So I made the unfortunate mistake one time of going in, wearing a shirt that says make beer, not war. Is it the most professional shirt in the world? No. Is it awesome as fuck? Yes. 
So, but this guy uh, clearly took offense to it. So he, I, I walk in, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, whatever for whoever. And he like, he's like, okay, okay. And I see his eyes kind of slowly start moving down and reading my shirt. He's like, make beer, not war. And then he went on this tirade about how I needed Jesus without knowing a damn thing about my beliefs. So uh, I looked at him and said, somebody else will come pick this up. I understand the order, never went back. But uh, yeah, so basically the guy tried to give me an exorcism. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah. What about you? you have any stories? Um, I actually just have two. One, I have a coffee, like a local coffee shop that I ne- like. I've, I never will ever go back to. And it wasn't anything like, you know, like one of your stories. It was more the fact that every time I go, I walk in and they're always like, oh, I just got your order. And you're like, yeah, exactly. And then you wait like five minutes, you go back in and the order still isn't done because they took all of their customers that were in front of them and they always push the mm. online orders to the side. And you're like there and you're waiting like 10, you know, 15 minutes and you're like, nope, just on a sign. I think it happened to me three times in a row and I'm like, I'm done. I'm never coming back here. That was one. Um, another one, I blacklisted for a while. I always try them again. I mean, I probably wouldn't in your circumstance um, ever go back. But sometimes if I have really bad experiences, I might go back again like a year later just to try them again. But um, one was a restaurant and it, they knew me, I guess. The people who were there didn't know, like they were a whole bunch of new people, a whole bunch of new hostesses or whatever. I say the name and they actually have to look at your phone. So they knew the name. They handed me the bag and it was like an eight mile order. It was a big order, but it was eight mile order. I get like six miles away from the customer's house and they are calling me nonstop. And I usually never answer the phone, but like they're literally calling me nonstop. The restaurant. And I answer the phone and they're like, we forgot the flatbread. Can you turn around and come back? And I said, unfortunately, it's against DoorDash policy to turn around and go back. I have to proceed with delivery, but I'll let the customer know um, that, you know. But anyway, they actually blacklisted me. I found out that they blacklisted me from the restaurant because I wouldn't turn around and come back. And right before I hung up, the manager whomever got on the phone is like, well, if you're not coming back, be the bad word, then we'll, we'll like, basically they'll fix me for not coming back. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm never coming back after that. <laughs> Man, so, that's yeah. like uh, time to like leave a Yelp review. I, I was tempted, but I'm, oh. not, I'm not that type of person. I, so no, I'm, I'm petty. Mm. <laughs> you don't make a mistake and then put it on me. Right. Yeah. I, I will take ownership for my own mistakes. Uh, I, uh, my dumbass actually did turn around after driving about eight miles down the freeway once, but that's simply for the fact that I actually really liked the restaurant staff that, that messed up. And when they called me, they were like extremely apologetic and it was like the difference between the customer getting like something really small and like their actual meal. So I'm like, "Ah, okay, fine. So, uh, that's, yeah, those are. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, also, guys, um, link is in the chat. If you guys want to hop in and share a couple of your experiences with the restaurants you blacklist and why, we would love to hear it. So uh, we'll we'll just keep it to like a five minute minimum or five minute maximum per person. 
Um, so if you want to jump in, in we'd again, love to just in case. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I bet, I feel like those are like local ones, but how many times and the whole entire reason why I'll put up the slide because we didn't do that is this person put it on Reddit, you know, what is your store's own blacklisting area? And this person had Panda Express, Taco Bell and McDonald's. I feel like I feel like it's changed a little bit for me in my area before when there was like no staff in a lot of these restaurants. I think I blacklisted almost every fast food except McDonald's in my area. Yeah. Now it's a little bit better. I still hardly ever do Taco Bell. I never do pot pies. Um, I used to not do Burger King, but they tore down the Burger King, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but Okay. Yeah, and to your point earlier, the blacklisting of restaurants is really kind of only wise to do for a limited period of time because staff does change. Yeah. So like, you know, but in my case with both of them being like small mom and pop independently owned restaurants, like chances are, it's just going to be the family running that place like for the foreseeable future. So that's well, why those two, yeah, that's why those two haven't come off my, uh, my shit list yet. <laughs> the funny thing is though, with me is I, even though they said I was blacklisted, which I don't, you know, I don't believe them just because maybe about three months later, I started getting orders. There was a while that I didn't get orders from them. And then three months later, I started getting orders again. So maybe they changed management. Maybe they changed staff altogether. I don't know. But um, I finally tried them a year later and they were back to being good again. Yeah. Yeah, I've run into that. There's a sushi place here that I blacklisted for about six months. And yeah. it was mainly just because I was so freaking pissed off one time because of a communication breakdown. Yeah. But um, it, it happens. Uh, Salt's got a good question. And actually, you know yeah. what? I'm, Salt, if you want to jump on, man, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you got a couple that you've uh, blacklisted as well. Yeah. I mean, just because I have an AR doesn't mean that I don't decline. I usually save my save my declines for restaurants that I don't trust. Like there are two, I, I literally only have really two. I don't like, I don't prefer to go to some of these restaurants. doesn't mean that I won't like Taco Bell if it's a order. I guess I'll have to go to Taco Bell. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Um, but the two restaurants that I talked about, one is back on my good list. The one I was saying I was blacklisted from, from them. Um, they're back on my okay list. Now it's just the coffee shop in my area, but I purposely save a lot of my declines for like really long distance miles that I'm like, there's no way in any God's creation I'll ever do that order. But when I, when you think about AR, I try to do at least a hundred or more DoorDash deliveries per week. So it ends up being based off of what I work and how many orders I take. I'm still allowed to decline like four to five orders per day. Makes sense. So I, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about uh, Chipotle, too. Seems to be a, kind of a, a sore spot with a lot of drivers. I've never had problems with Chipotle. Oh, I have. Uh, <laughs> I have the, the biggest problem I've had is um, just having to wait. You know, it was, it was there during dinner or something on a Friday night. You know, there's like eight other drivers. And just like, ah, we're going to be here a while. So I've never really had issues with them. Um, I had a bad I, experience just last week. <laughs> 
Did you? What happened? Yeah. They, um, I went in for just a regular order and it was probably about like, and it was evening. So I guess like seven, eight o'clock at night. I can't remember the exact time, but I went in and you know, it's bad when there's like 15 drivers just waiting around and you're like, oh, this is going to be long, isn't it? And so we're waiting. And with that, the sales associate, there was only one person in the line making the order. And he's like, that's it. I'm out <laughs> and literally stomps and like walks out and like, we're all just standing there. Like, did that just happen? So, <laughs> so, then, so homeboy just like up and quit just, on the spot. Yeah, he just literally bounced. So then the manager comes over and I guess it was like no big surprise. Cause he acted like it was like nothing. I don't know, but he started picking up where the guy had left off. So then the kid comes back and he's he's like, okay, I'm back. And I'm like, I'm thinking, and you're, uh, whatever. I, I I guess I was in management, so that's probably not how I would have handled the situation. So he starts making the manager goes back. He starts making the order, and the guy goes to all the drivers. Just so you know, I don't know what I'm doing, so all y'all orders <laughs> are going to be screwed up. <laughs> On a sign. <laughs> On a sign. That's when you turn around. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you drivers who are brand new, I'd like to direct your attention to my app. If you press this button and then you press this button and then click your customer's name, you can remove yourself from this order without calling support. You're welcome. Have a good night. Deuces. Oh, it gets better. So the manager is still doing whatever he's doing. He goes to one of the sales associates. Can you get so-and-so out of the bathroom? So the girl goes to the bathroom and knocks on the door. She comes back. She's not coming out. So the manager goes to the women's room door and like bangs like the cops are at the door, like really loud that like it echoes through the entire place. He's like, <laughs> get out of the bathroom. So what the fuck, Priscilla? You've been in there for 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm like, OK, I'm out. <laughs> was this this was Chipotle? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Man, it's not, it sounds like they did not have their stuff together. They totally did not. Oh I'm my like, gosh, okay, that would, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> that would be really, really obnoxious uh, uh, for the driver. Kind yeah. of like the new DoorDash update. Oh, good. That was a good one. Thank you. I guess uh, I guess people are too shy to join us today. Uh, so <laughs> drop it in the chat if you guys would. Have you guys uh, gotten this new update that? won't uh, won't let you continue well technically it will but doesn't matter where you start getting these passive aggressive messages like photo is blurry take it again or the photo is tilted take it again <laughs> yeah I, it, this has frustrated me to new end this past week it started in my area probably about a week ago like it was last week when it first came in and the first time i actually got it it was a hand to me. I mean, it was a leave at door, but the person was waiting. So it turned into a hand to me. So I always take a picture of the person like walking back into their house. So DoorDash has proof that, yeah. <laughs> hey, I delivered the order. That's and then funny. it came up that your photo is tilted. And it was like literally dead on straight. I'm like, what is this? So then I took it again <laughs> and it says your photo is tilted. I'm like, I don't know how much more straight I can be DoorDash. And finally, after like the second or third try, you can bypass it and continue yeah. on. 
the photo is blurry. That totally was my fault because it's been humid as all heck here in New Jersey and air conditioning, humidity, it does nothing for your lens on your camera of your phone. Um, but it has seen, like I've seen this pop up so many times and they're like, I just want to take a picture. And I'm thinking, oh my God, DoorDash, like all these um, video cameras on doorbells. I'm like, customers are getting a really good laugh out of drivers or they think we're scoping out their place to go rob it. Like it's going to be one of the or other. Or we're just not very bright. I mean, if we're standing there like, you know, trying to figure out how to like strike a pose of our own to get the damn app happy. Yeah. Like, I don't want to stand there like a freaking ballerina because DoorDash is being picky. You can still upload it after you get this message twice and you bypass it. You can do it. Um, so yes, you can still do it, but you still have to go to the, through the steps of your picture is tilted. <laughs> See, and I can't get out of my customer's yard fast enough. Like, I just want to get the picture taken and yeah. go. Like, yeah. I, I've, I've had it where it, like, hung, and I'm already, like, halfway, you know, like, half a mile down the road. I'm like, ah, crap, it failed to upload. Well, I <laughs> guess I'm taking a picture of the road now. Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it says it, you're too far away from the delivery. Oh, there's a new update that happened in my area about that this week, too. <laughs> All these minor updates DoorDash has been doing they, to the app is, has they, been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know, hey, we have somebody. They just keep, like... Uh, all right, bring them on. Okay, hold on. I'm going to minimize us back. Okay. Hey, hey. Daniel, how are you? Hold on. I don't think we can hear you. No. Okay. Yeah, we can't hear you, man. Um, no. Now we yes. can hear you. Okay. They say, How's it going, they man? Say, they say put headphones in and uh, to avoid uh, the echo, but uh, apparently uh, technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. We know. We know about technical difficulties today. It's all good. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, I just want to say it's a pleasure to meet both of you. Um, I'm so happy that you two have your own show. Uh, you've been an amazing addition to the uh, Money Pod family. Um, great Thank job. You. Is this what, show 19, 20 now? We're on 16. 16, I think this is. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Time flies when you're killing it in the gig media game, huh? <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> you, man. You are too yeah. kind, Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. yeah, thanks. Uh, your your videos and just your you you two have like introduced me to multi apping and just you know allowed me to really like help like diversify more my portfolio. I mean, I do ride sharing mostly, but there were I really found a lot of value in in delivery and uh, just you know expanding my horizons. So I just want to say thank you, and you guys are doing an amazing job. My old state neighbor, New Jersey. I, I'm from Rochester, New York. My new ah. state, my new state neighbor up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Zach, you guys are awesome. So yeah, keep up the great work and just thanks for everything. By the way, man, really quick uh, before you go, I wanted to apologize. I I know you knew I was in uh, Portland. Um, it was like a two day just family trip, so I was like trying to like yeah, squeeze in as much family time. So oh, I'm there course. again for a longer period of time. I will make sure you're aware. Oh, for sure. And I've got family in Colorado and I'm really like this close to mapping out uh, an electric vehicle uh, charging uh, map out there <laughs> from Portland. You uh, should totally join us. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll be in the area. I really may. But yeah, I just wanted to share with you uh, just a quick story of a restaurant that I will never 
ever go back and deliver uh, deliver to. Um, and you know, it's kind of heavy, so I'm sorry in advance about it. But I was, you know, I'm pretty new to delivery, and you know, I just I, I delivered like from a subway, right? And they gave me the sandwich, and they were like, "Oh, you got to get the chips and the drink off the rack." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So then I go to another sub place. I don't want to throw this place under the bus, you know, because maybe it was just a bad day. I don't, I don't know. But I grabbed the sub. Um, I asked him, like, you know, first of all, like, they really didn't acknowledge me, you know, too much, and kind of like they weren't even really all that busy. But like, you know, I asked like if my order was over there, and the guy was kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, it's right over there." So I went and grabbed it, and I asked if everything was in the bag. And he said, yeah, the sub's in the bag. So I look at the order receipt, and there's like a chip. There's a bag of chips and a cookie, right? So I go to grab it off the rack. And literally, I go to grab it off the rack, and I take like maybe one to two steps. And I hear, hey, hey, what are you doing? No, 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 what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just grabbing the chips and the cookie. Literally, like, yelled at me, said it was in the bag, and like basically snatched the chips and the cookie out of my hand and like essentially kicked me out. And you know, being the good delivery driver that I'm trying to be, you know, I mean, my background's in food service. So I'm all about trying to get everything right. I asked him to make sure that the chips and the cookie were in the back. And he basically just snatches it out of my hand, goes back behind the counter, like literally opens it and dumps everything out on the, uh, on the counter and like holds up the chips and the cookie and was like, here. And then like put it back, like basically just threw it back in the, in the bag, put like a new sticker on it, handed it to me and just told me to get out. That's wow, it's like damn Sasquatch. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, Zach, I know you know the Pacific Northwest is uh, uh, not exactly the most diverse uh, region no. to live in. And no. and I'm from upstate New York. And, you know, there's I mean, it's a pretty diverse place. But like, I can't remember the last time I just felt like so profiled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I was just a thief trying to steal something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I hear what you're saying, man. Yeah, and needless to say, I will never, ever, ever go back to that place. I actually did file a complaint with DoorDash after that because it just, you know, it definitely, like, brought my whole mood down. I, I basically just yeah. called it a day. Like, I just, like, that was it. I just, I did not want to, <laughs> I did not want any part of delivering after that. I don't blame you at all, man. I would have no. been out, too. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that, that happened. happened to you. That's horrible. Yeah, you know, people, people going to people. What are you going to, what do you say? Yeah, very yeah. true. Um, well, man, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, jumping on with us for a few and uh, sharing that. So, uh, yeah, all, all, all about supporting the channel, all about supporting the family, my brothers and sisters on wheels. Y'all have a great day. Love you. Thank you, man. We love Bye, you too. Daniel, thank you. Take care. So that was really cool for him to jump on and uh, share his cool. experiences. Yeah. So um, we talked about the update and I actually don't have this on my phone yet, Kim. You don't have I, it yet? No. Does anybody else in the chat have this yet? Am I the only am I the only one who can't take a picture because it's tilted? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because I'm using such an old iPhone or what the deal is, but I I just I don't know. It's like I'm stuck behind everybody else. Like I still have my two tap decline. I've heard a lot of people say that's gone for them again. You still uh, have the I, two tap decline? Sure do. Oh. I sure do. DoorDash is like He's going to make another video if we take this away from him again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still have the two-tap decline. So, uh, anyway, um, let's look at some 
new order types. I, I, I guess they're not really very new, but they're just starting to become a little bit more uh, prevalent. Oops. So, uh, so this is uh, a $133 DoorDash order going 26.7 miles. It's picking up from Petco. But 133 bucks for 26 miles. Now, there are 19 stops. Kim, are you taking it? I would have taken this one, yeah, in a heartbeat. So, I, ooh, that's so tempting because that's like practically your entire day right there. At least, you know, for me, you know, so if I go out, I want to make a This is my take on these orders. So we have this one, and then I'm going to get to the other one, too, so you can kind of see the two. And then you have this one. This one is $97.50. I think it was for 77 miles, I think it is. I feel like these, you have to be really super careful and really know your area and your dollar per mile to make sure it's profitable for you as a driver to take. Yeah. I would have taken this one in a heartbeat, but this is my... This is my thing with these orders. So I got one very similar to this. And it just so happened to be mine came in on the very last day of the month of July. And I was sitting at 82%. Now, I guys, I know you guys don't know me or my schedule, but I can only work up until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Most days, sometimes 1 o'clock because of my daughter getting home. So this order, well, the order I had would have put me out until about 4 o'clock, which as a mom, like there's no way I can commit to that long of a period of time. So I had to decline it. And mine was eight orders. So my acceptance rate dropped eight points the last week the last day of the month that's dirty so in this order right here if a top dasher or any dasher would have declined this order it goes down 19 points on so, your acceptance rate that's crazy to think about can you imagine being a driver who is in a market that actually does need to be top dasher to drive mm -hmm. and then to get that like what if you've already put in you know 8 10 12 hours for the day and then you get that. Yeah. Like that would be a nightmare. Yeah. So, so as much as I would, I would have loved to do done the order. Mine was 80. I forget what it was. I think it was like $87, but it was 44 miles. So it was still $2 a mile. And I probably, if it would have come in at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning, I've been like, okay, if I do this really quickly, I can get back home in time and still make it home for my daughter and all would be good. And I would be $87 more in my pocket for my afternoon. So yeah. I just don't accept, I just don't agree that these should each one of these should count against your acceptance, right? I agree with that. I think that if they're going to send them out as one offer, then they need to be, you know, accepted or declined as one offer. So, I, you know, and, and they have, it, I'm sorry, by the way, if you guys can hear uh, something going on, uh, it's, we don't have air conditioning in the Northwest and uh, it is way too hot to have my windows closed. So bear in there with me. Uh, if they're going to send it out as one order, then they need to decline it as one order too. Like, they have other order types where, uh, like, a, like peer to peer delivery, right? For example, you can decline that without affecting your acceptance rate. That should be no different. I completely agree. And Every like, order should at, be no different, but you know yeah. what I mean. And if you really think about it, even if you, okay, so say you're 
making this up in the 70s and you're like, okay, I got tap dasher, I've made it. And mm. then this order comes in, but say you're like, okay, what's the workaround if I accept it? Well, depending on where you're at with your cancellation, right? I probably can't cancel it because each one counts against your cancellation rate too. So it's like a no-win situation. How? <laughs> if you take this order or don't take this order. Yeah. The, show me the next one. There's We've got two here. Yeah. So uh, this one, uh, is that Kachava? I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I found this one online. This one, I don't, this one, I don't know. The, the last one, one of my um, subscribers gave it to me. So, you know, I have a concern with these though. It's like, you know, for PetSmart, you could be showing up and getting, you know, just like a little squeaky toy, but you also have the possibility of walking out with a bunch of 50 pound bags of dog food. So yeah. that's kind of one of those things that you kind of have to accept it and then scope it out. Like, I, I don't know that you would necessarily know for sure until you actually got there and saw what you were loading and unloading if it's actually going to work for you like i uh yeah. i just watched a video that uh the long island dash experience put out recently where they took an order like this and they had their they were like loaded up they were yeah to, like, to, to the roof like yeah. that shit wouldn't have fit in my car manny mazda would have been like two trips to get all that stuff delivered there's no way i could do it yeah, I don't know whether the stuff would have fit in my car either. Um, my order actually said, this is the kicker. My order actually said three three orders extra small, but it didn't tell you what the other five orders would it were if they were extra large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not giving you the uh, Spark or Rody um, information. No. And that to me to me once on spark on walmart spark i i guess i like looked through all the orders to make sure it would fit in my car and i guess i saw dog food and i didn't realize it said 50 pound bag and the next thing i knew i was doing one of these orders for spark with a 50 dog pound i mean 50 pound bag of dog food i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna lift this <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh, to me, it just seems like they're kind of trying to be their own like last mile delivery service, you know, yeah. almost almost kind of emulate Spark. Yeah, and this is exactly like Spark. <laughs> so speaking of Spark, did you did any of you guys get something like this in the mail from Walmart? No. Yeah, it's got this like, let me make sure. I'll, yeah, okay, address is blurred out enough. Okay, so Spark sent this out to some drivers. I didn't get it either. Uh, shout out to my friend Pam for uh, giving me this to put on the show. So we open this up and it's got this little so it says Spark Driver. Right? Uh, on our fifth anniversary, we want to thank you for providing delivery services on the Spark Driver platform. Uh, the Spark, or excuse me, the, the Spark is extra bright this year. Thanks to you. <laughs> but Cute, right? So <laughs> What do you think is in this, Kim? There's more shit in here. T-shirt. Sounded like that. Gift card. Okay, I'm All thinking right. positively. <laughs> a, a car decal. Uh, I'm just gonna get rid of that real quick. <laughs> Let's open this up. So we got this. Uh, got some confetti shit. That's okay. All right. That cool. costs like two cents. We're good. Oh, but wait until you see the. Uh, 
<laughs> condoms. <laughs> that just came through and I just laughed. It's it like Walmart's like <laughs> passive aggressive way of being like, don't procreate. <laughs> All right. Here is what is in this box. Ready for this? Boom. A notepad for five years. You like, shouldn't like have this, really. <laughs> like this is seriously the width of about a damn nickel. That looks like, like <laughs> and it kind of and it kind of smells like throw up too, actually. Come to think of it. I don't want to touch it. You know that what that really looks like? <laughs> My daughter, whenever she does something school good at school, they have like a prize box. If they get certain many stars, it looks like a notepad she would bring home from a prize box. <laughs> Yeah, so I found that funny. Um, uh, my friend Pam got one. I did not. Uh, Salt just said that he didn't get one either. You didn't. So yeah. I guess they, I guess they just like uh, my friend Pam much better than they like us. But that's fine. But I, I, we don't. She's been with Spark for five years. She hasn't been. She's been with Spark less time than I have. Oh, I thought you said it was a five-year anniversary. Uh, right. Yeah, their five-year anniversary, not hers. Oh, so, sorry, I misunderstood. No, 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 it's okay. But I just find this funny because they spent more money like shipping this thing. Obviously, like getting the box, like the, the freaking box and like the frizzy shit would have cost more than the damn gift. Tony says, bro, that's more than what Walmart gave me when I worked as there as a manager. <laughs> that's too funny. So, and you know, they were given out uh, for a while. Actually, I, never mind. I asked, eh, screw it. Uh, for, for legal reasons, the person who was kind enough to do this uh, no longer works for you guys, Walmart. Uh, for a while, they were giving out like these customer appreciation gift bags. And so the this one person uh, working at Walmart was for drivers that they liked. There was like a monster in there and like some household cleaning stuff. This spark person was like giving drivers like, hey, make sure your customer gets this. So, yeah. But uh, that's funny. I, I felt like that was far more exclusive than uh, the little notebook. But uh, I found that funny, so I figured we'd include it in the funnies. Um, <laughs> there is a couple in my home state of Washington, in Tacoma, who have been dealing with a pretty obnoxious problem. So DoorDash keeps sending drivers to their residential house, saying that it's Popeye's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how freaking maddening that would be? I, I, I would, I, I, how, what would, what would you do? I, I would probably, after like the second time it happened, I'd probably put a piece of paper on the door that says, not Popeyes, piss off. Like they, I feel bad for this couple though. They called DoorDash and tried to get their address changed, but it didn't work. It wasn't until they called the media and the media got involved that DoorDash actually got this fixed. So, uh, yeah. Like it's not even like you can call the cops. What are the cops going to do? Sorry, lady, we can't stand here all day. Like nothing yeah. they can do about it. But I mean, it's nothing nefarious. Like somebody no. made a mistake. Yeah. So I, I just found that interesting. So <laughs> I would be uh, even they, more. I would be even more upset if like my daughter was like at the infant stage and like can you imagine you finally get like your infant down and you're like oh finally and then knock 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 and then like yeah. your infant gets up and you finally get her down knock knock like i i or or you have a yappy ass dog oh you know that would really suck too you have one of those little ankle biters or chihuahua or something 
So this company or this company, this couple was putting up with this for two weeks, just drivers in and out of their driveway. Like I, Kim, I don't mean to sound snobby here or whatever the right word is, but I don't think I would make this mistake as a driver. Like I would know that I'm going in. I'm with Holly on this one. Why would anyone even go up to the door? They can see it's a house and not a restaurant, especially Popeye's. Like your order says Popeye's. You pull up to a house. It doesn't say Popeye's. For safety (laughs) reasons, why would you knock on a random person's house if it's not Popeye's? I would think it's like a bad thing. Like someone's going to jump me. Do you remember back to our first or second show? We were doing the funnies and they had a doormat that said there's some whores in this house. Like, can you imagine if you're picking up a DoorDash order at a house for Popeyes and they had that welcome mat? Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, something isn't jiving here. When was the last time you saw Popeyes have a damn ring doorbell camera? Unless they're in Louisiana, that's the only thing I can think of. They weren't. They weren't. So I, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I. I'm, I probably wouldn't have made this mistake, but you know, I've also been at this a while. So, but what happens um, if, to Holly's point, what happens if a DoorDash driver says, no, this isn't the right thing? And they, like, the drivers keep calling DoorDash, say, hey, this is the wrong address. Hey, this is the wrong address. And DoorDash still, like, they're getting it from the customer, they're getting it from the drivers, and they still don't fix it. Like, when does it get yeah. fixed? Yeah, for sure. Uh, be a maddening problem for sure. And I'm can you imagine if they're part of like an HOA or something like that, they, they have to deal with, um, you know, complaints from the HOA and they can't even do anything about it. We all know how receptive DoorDash is to fixing problems. Yeah. So, uh, Kim, let's, let's move on to our final, uh, topic of the night here. What, what is your favorite ice cream? And if you guys would be so kind, please jot your favorite ice cream flavor in the comments. Um, mine, I have two, but I'll go with mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Okay. All right. That's kind of gross, but you know, to each what do you mean own. that's gross? <laughs> disgusting. What do you want about us? It's like nasty. No, it's not. That's gross. Okay, I actually, matter of fact, one, my second one is cookies and cream. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Actually, real quick, that, that reminds me. Uh, I'm with uh, Lily on this one. Uh, pralines and cream for me. Oh, so, no. That, that's uh, gross. I, that's not gross. That is delicious, yeah. and it's it's got protein, and it's got delicious goodness. It wasn't even on the map. <laughs> so? <laughs> maybe maybe folks like Lily and I just have exquisite taste. If you say so. Uh, quick, quick funny story. Uh, we My family lived in Japan when I was a kid, and Japan is notorious for vending machines. If you can think of an item that you would like to purchase, it's probably in a vending machine somewhere in Japan. So we were on a road trip somewhere off of the base, and I'm going to, I know we got to wrap up. I'm going to make this quick. Uh, So we were wanting a snack. So we pulled off the road to this big group of vending machines, and we decided to buy some ice cream out of one of these machines. And the flavors were all pretty unique, if memory serves me correctly. And I can't remember who it was that made this mistake, but somebody in my family thought that they were getting mint chocolate chip and ended up with green tea ice cream, which was the most putrid ice cream I have ever tried in my life. So anyway, I digress. Uh, Kim, we have a story. Uh, Do I speak Japanese? No, man, not anymore. I used to do okay when I was uh, much younger, but not, 
Not really anymore, no. So just real quick. So Cheyenne says she likes vanilla chocolate soft serve. Um, Nathaniel says Ben and Jerry's half-baked. Yeah, that's... And... Yeah. Yeah. uh, Chubby Hubby's also good. I'm not a big Chubby Hubby fan. Um, I like it. But, I mean, we've... uh, just Yeah. But so does cookie dough. Cookie dough's always good, too. I like the stuff that's like just clearly unhealthy for you. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're talking about this because Instacart did a survey where they uh, figured out who orders what flavor of ice cream in which states. So, Kim, do you want to pull that slide up? I don't think it's on here. Do we this not have? Yeah, this is the last one. Well, son of a. <laughs> Way to go, self. Well, we can talk so, about okay. it. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. All right. Uh, so Moose Tracks uh, was named as the most popular flavor in 12 states, topping the list as America's favorite flavor. I don't even know what that is. Isn't Moose Tracks when they, like, they combine flavors together, I think? I I don't know. I mean, like, what flavors would they be? I've never heard of it. I don't know. It. I feel like I need to Google it. <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody dropped that in the chat for us, what the hell is Moose Tracks and is it worth a try? Uh, so Wow, my notes are out of order here. Uh, okay, here we go. Rocky Road was preferred in three states. Uh, coffee ice cream. Ooh, Kim, do you like coffee? You don't like coffee, do you? Yeah, I don't like coffee in general, so no. <sighs> A coffee ice cream was preferred in four states, and mint chocolate chip was preferred in four states as well. So uh, easy little wrap up there for us. Uh, everybody loves a good ice cream, so it's okay. All right, uh, I think we have... An answer on this: uh, peanut butter cup ice cream with a uh, fudge uh, and a vanilla base. That sounds really good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. So, um, again, guys, uh, we want to thank Solo for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, if you guys would like guaranteed earnings, definitely check out the link in the description. You will not regret it. Uh, as well as that, don't forget that if you are in the Denver area. Kim and I are going to be there along with uh, Sergio the first week of August. Kim, do you want to do the rest of that? Yeah, it's the first weekend of August, August 4th and August 5th, Denver, Colorado. August 4th is the GigCon, um, which you can meet a whole bunch of content creators. Um, There's going to be a whole bunch of companies that are here to help drivers just like you. There's some free stuff. You get to mix, you get to mingle, and it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And then on August 5th is the Para Rodeo, Steve Rodeo um, Town Hall Summit. And it is going to be a... And a pretty, I think it's going to be a pretty amazing event that a whole bunch of people. Yeah, of course. Um, But it's going to be a whole bunch of people talking about the future of the gig economy coming together to really talk about the issues and the fate of independent contractors. So I'm actually really excited about that. So, yeah. And Sergio is going to try to get Kim drunk. I don't think he's going to succeed. I'm like, but I don't think you're going to succeed. I don't think he, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to succeed, but he's going to try. <laughs> no, I told him he'd buy me at least a glass of wine since we're both wine snobs. So <laughs> yeah, no, he actually I think he owes me about three or four beers. So we shouldn't hey, remind him, but I think we owe him <laughs> a glass of wine too. I think we kind of promised him. 
No, we didn't. <laughs> the last communication we had with him was he was buying me three beers. Oh, okay. We'll so go we need to ixnay <laughs> on the owing him shit. So. <laughs> <Sergio says> three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, same place, same time next Wednesday. We'll see you then for Money Hungry. Thank you for joining us. Bye, everyone. Take care.